Thank you for joining me for a few moments to ponder 1 Peter. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is episode 56. So, prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must live as God's obedient children. Don't slip back into your old ways of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better then. But now... You must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, You must be holy because I am holy. And remember that the Heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. So you must live in reverent fear of him during your time here as temporary residents. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited from your ancestors. And it was not paid with mere gold or silver which lose their value. It was the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. But now, in these last days, he has been revealed for your sake. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God, and you have placed your faith and hope in God because he raised Christ from the dead and gave him great glory. You were cleansed from your sins when you obeyed the truth. So now you must show sincere love to each other as brothers and sisters. Love each other deeply with all your heart, for you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. As the scriptures say, people are like grass, their beauty like a flower in the field, The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And that word is the good news that was preached to you. So get rid of all evil behavior. Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. Like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into the full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment, now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness. 1 Peter 1, 13 through chapter 2, verse 3. This section in my Bible is titled, A Call to Holy Living. And that's exactly what Peter is doing. After his introduction of hope, Peter speaks plainly, telling the church to prepare their minds for action and exercise self-control. 
Don't slip back into sinful behavior. Put your hope in Christ. Be obedient. Be done with the behaviors of deceit and jealousy. Stop being hypocrites. Stop all the unkind words. Basically, he's saying, grow up. Growth is a natural part of our physical world. Plants grow. Knowledge grows. And our bodies grow from a newborn baby to full adulthood. Starting on milk and transitioning into solid foods, our bodies need nourishment so that we can grow healthy and strong. Growth is something we understand in this physical world, but I wonder if we need to look at spiritual growth differently. Our faith moves from spiritual milk to meat, according to Peter and Paul, but what does that mean? Does it mean we start with Jesus loves me and move into deeper hymns? Of course not. I think we need to look at spiritual growth beyond information and knowledge. Many can have knowledge and never spiritually grow. The key is in verses 15 and 16. But now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say, you must be holy because I am holy. These verses on holiness have always stood out to me. Be holy as I am holy. It's so daunting and feels unrealistic to think that we can be holy. God is holy. Jesus is holy. But me? When we dive a bit deeper, we discover that the main idea behind holiness is not moral purity, but the idea of apartness. God is separate, different from his creation, both in his nature and his perfection. But instead of building a wall around his apartness, God invites us to come to him and share in being set apart. The Israelites lived this as a set apart people living differently than the nations around them. In fact, Peter's actually quoting Leviticus here. In his three years of Jesus' school, Peter walked alongside a living example of holiness. And now, 30 years later, he's continuing to live into what Jesus showed them while he was with them. Jesus lived and worked among his family and neighbors. He spent time with outcasts and enjoyed meals with friends. He didn't live set apart in a physical sense, but he lived differently in that world. He loved differently, saw people's value differently, and he led his disciples differently. In a spiritual sense, he did not merge with the world, but remained spiritually set apart. And this is his desire for us as well. This call to live differently is because we're his children, and as God's children, we can be holy because he is holy. G. Vernon McGee says it this way, Holiness is to the spiritual life what health is to the body. Health keeps our bodies working as it should, and we keep them healthy by doing the things that make us healthy and abstaining from those things that don't. Eating well, exercise, and sleep are key elements of this. Holiness 
keeps our spiritual lives healthy, living differently than the world around us, trusting His work in us, and continually drawing closer to Jesus are elements that keep us holy, calling us to live set apart, live differently, and not merge with our world. Jesus has done so much for us, and He asks us to live lives that reflect Him. That's holiness. This section of scripture says, For you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. Your new life will last forever because it comes from the eternal living word of God. Because of Jesus, we are forgiven, given a new life, born again. Paul says it like this, You are a new creation in Christ. And God is renewing our minds, fertilizing His fruit in us, and this brings transformation. Spiritual growth isn't knowledge or information. It's inner transformation that shows through our outward behaviors. It's seen in how we offer grace and mercy, how we serve, and how we share that love with others. This is why we need to prepare for action and exercise self-control. Paul says it like this, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You are holy because you are his child. And he is holy. In him, all things were made that were made. And in Him, all things are possible. There is so much more in this section of Scripture about the amazing power of God's Word that the Bible, amazingly throughout history, has never been eliminated. It has lived on and been renewed over and over. But I think for me, and maybe for you, the piece that stuck out is the transformation within us that's possible because of Jesus. So may you remember that you are a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. God is transforming you in the way you think, serve, forgive, and love. And it's in the transformation that freedom and holiness are found. Amen.